0: Hey guys, this is Josh. I just got off of a phone call with a bunch of pastors associated with Calvary Chapel. One of the guys on the call was Aaron Campbell, and uh, he's the pastor of Antioch Church in Philadelphia. He himself is a black man, and he has a great perspective on racial issues. Uh, He's got a degree in African American Studies and is serving, ministering in the inner city, um, he's going to share some insights on what, it, uh, what the experience, when we talk about um, uh, systemic racism, what does that mean? What does it look like? I think he puts the flesh on the bones. Um, he also is going to talk about the Candace Owens uh, most recent video that I commented on earlier on my Facebook page. Um, I want to put this out there because uh, of the comments that I'm getting, some of the pushback. I think it's helpful. If you ha- are open-minded, you're willing to listen to somebody else, this is a great person to receive from and listen to
1: person of color you know you grow up in america and you know and you don't even have to be around the church long enough to know even in the church you will pay a price if you speak up but because i've at a young age i've gone to an all-white prep school since i was five years old so i've grown up in both worlds since I, i went to one of the elite private prep schools in new jersey i grew up in both worlds so from a young age i already learned that there's a price you pay when you speak out you know i remember the school psychologist in our school sent me No, the principal, the headmaster of our private school sent me and the black kids to the school psychologist for counseling on segregating ourselves. Um, This, my story represents, my story, I have so many stories, but that's just one person, countless stories. What I'm saying is the church has a problem. The church has a problem. And even right now, I'm getting emails. There are African-Americans on church staff and they're writing and they're saying, I'm the only black pastor on staff. I'm I want to speak out and people are saying they want to hear. But I know that if I speak out, it, 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 it's one it's one thing is said, another thing is done. So I just wanted to share that. And just so you guys can understand that even within the Calvary movement, um, we have some things to work on, you know, um, we have some things to work on um, hardcore. Um, but just the fact that I'm, while I share my concerns, I also share the encouragements. The encouragement is that we're talking about this right now. I'm greatly encouraged. The encouragement is that while I was in Minneapolis, so many of you texted me and were even like, yo, I'll come there. You know what I mean? So I'm also encouraged, you know, in the midst of it. Uh, I brought this back from Minneapolis. This is the brick from, uh, the building that was just burned out the most. I mean, you could smell the ash on it. I brought this back. This is from the post office. This is just melted glass of just the, the vehement flame. There's so many things going on right now. Um, the media is, is it's crazy. Um, Antifa is a very dangerous group. Um, you have a group called Antifa, which is funded by George Soros, if you guys don't know. And what they intentionally do is they're anarchists. And they come along, and do you ever notice, people are noticing who are these mysterious white people that are the first ones to break windows and they disappear? This is Antifa. When you see a letter A with a circle around it, that's Antifa, they're, what they're doing is they're looking for any crisis to hijack it, and they come along and throw gasoline on it. So you ever notice people are asking, why are these pallets of bricks just appearing at protest sites? Who's putting them there? When I was in Minneapolis, you just see, gas cans during the day found behind homes. Um, so it's posing like it's white supremacist, but there's an anarchist group coming behind this stuff. Even in Philadelphia, we uh, the National Guard is here right now. The first person to break a window was another mysterious white person. Then the young people come in. Um, I remember when I was 19 years old, I remember sitting in Philly at 19 years old at an Ivy League university. But the anger you feel as a young minority—I remember looking at my friend. I was like, "Yo, if this Rodney King verdict goes south, we're going and looting." Even as just milit- even as an Ivy League student at 19, I was ready to loot because you feel that I've suffered all my life. I have to work twice as hard to get the same acknowledgement that a white person gets. I'm angry. I don't know where to direct it, so I'm going to go against big government, represented by big stores, and I'm going to get some. I'm going to get some get back. For, for my family continually having to suffer. So when I look at young looters, I don't I just see people without the Holy Ghost. Cause even me going to a private prep school and an Ivy League school, I was ready to, to, to loot and go steal some stuff from the, the man, you know. Praise God, I got saved, radically saved four years later. Um, so you have all this going on in Minneapolis. Um, people are hurting down there. Um, it's it's very different than other cities because down there you get you know white supremacists put out messages they're going to start burning down homes but the thing is is that antifa poses they pretend to be white supremacists so you don't really know now is it kkk and white supremacists or is it antifa pretending to be white supremacists but in minneapolis imagine having to get out of the city because a curfew was put in and every neighborhood white all white blocks minneapolis is like some cities you know you can have an all white block all black block and then a block that's white and black mix all white block, all black block it could go from hood to nice one block's nice one block's hood. imagine trying to get out of a city where the neighborhood all the dads in the neighborhood all the uncles and the moms have blocked off all the streets and they don't allow any cars down the street except for who lives there because the word is that residences are going to start getting set on fire so all the blocks have immediately made block captains, and they're all guarding their streets. And you're trying to get out of the city with a curfew, and no one's letting you down their street. Um, and then just city blocks burn down. Um, the media, I, was, I knelt and prayed right where George Floyd was murdered. I put my knees and my feet right where he was murdered. And What the media would never show you is a DJ came out, was playing Michael Jackson, Black or White. And black and white people were dancing in the street and celebrating life I'm talking hundreds of people dancing you know Friday night when I got there while rioting was going on you know the media gets ratings off of a, 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 an image uh, and the image is of, of wild minorities um, that's the image wild minorities um, and you know and that's that's just it but there's so much more going on so um, if, you, if you're watching the news, you're only getting you're only getting 25% of what's happening in Minneapolis. They will never tell you that one in three looters was white. Uh, if you saw my videos, you probably saw an equal amount of white. When I was in that target, standing in that soupy, nasty water, you probably noticed there was an equal number of whites and blacks running by me, looting, as I stood in that target. It's just a, that's media bias. And that all points to a system that we're a part of. There's a system, and you don't even have to be racist to propel the system all you have to do is be quiet the system has such a momentum it's like when indiana jones was running behind that giant rock in the secret cave the momentum is so powerful that all you have to do is be quiet because it's going to continue to roll you know so you know that's where things are um that's what minneapolis was um you know i um it is awesome to see, you know, peaceful protests. It is awesome to see um, whites coming out and speaking up. Um, but the church needs to needs to speak out. The church, you know, Brian, what you posted was was unbelievable. Um, it was awesome, you know. And and praise God that you're uh, that, that, that you got the spirit of Paul, you know, on that one. That my wife called me in Minneapolis. She said, "You see what Brian posted on Instagram?" She was so encouraged by that. Um, you know, um, so yeah, we're going to see, and Candace Owens, by the way, Candace Owens is, is so off in, in, in civil rights history. It's, it's common to have leaders having different views. So you have Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, right? Martin Luther King, turn the other cheek, love your enemy, following Gandhi and following Henry David Thoreau, Malcolm X. If you punch me in my mouth, I'm going to punch you in your mouth. Two different views, right? And then you move on to W.E.B. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington. Booker, Booker T. Washington came up with the Atlanta Compromise. He said, socially, we could be as, as far apart as the fingers as long as we remember we're one hand. W.E. Du, Bo- du Bois comes out and like, what are you talking about? What a compromise. We don't want to be a pinky all the way over here while privilege enjoys being a thumb. We want equality so it's common to have different views you know you follow what i'm saying but what they all had in common was they had empathy malcolm x would say i'm an ex reefer dealer from harlem i will grab the reefer dealer and help you they they all the boys they all loved people and were willing to go help candace owens is not a different view my point is what people would want to think is that oh you had martin and malcolm you had w.e.b du bois and booker t washington Oh, now you have Candace Owens as a Black leader, a self-appointed leader, I'd say, and you have people like Aaron or others or whoever, you know, whoever else is speaking. She's not the either or. Um, People, the Black community does not endorse her. Um, The fact that Pence invited her to the White House is scary um, because it's making Blacks want now being twice as determined to want nothing to do with the church. Candace Owens tears down. There's no empathy. She cuts you with the knees. She has a lot of self-hatred, I believe. And kind of like the black police officer in the movie Boys in the Hood, who was the main one putting the gun to Trey's neck and like, I hate you, you bleepity bleep. You get some people that racism makes them hate themselves so much that it turns into hating their own people. You would never have seen that in Martin, Malcolm, W.E.B. Du Bois, or a Booker T. Washington. She tears down. If i showed her videos to the hundreds of young adults i mentor their heads would be down if i showed it to the young men and women that come home from jail she tears down i guarantee you she's probably not been in the hood in a very long time probably has not been in a bodega and seen how fresh produce is miles away she i with all of her passion surely she must be in a big sister program I have one little girl from the inner city as her little sister I promise you she probably has not even been in the hallways of a big big sister big brother program so she's tearing down but because she paints a narrative that white America has has drinking the Kool-Aid on um, by and that happens when you don't have meaningful relationships with black friends and brown friends it fits a narrative So, you know, we live in a day where it's easier to just take someone and and share their video than to get off the couch, clear off the dining room table and say to your wife, yo, who are we having for dinner tonight? It's easier to just take someone's view and say, she represents me. But I want to let you know the Black community is enraged by her. I I have to help people come down from their level of indignation when they watch her speak and watch people endorse her, you know? uh in, on an encouraging note i've had some south asians reach out to me and they've said hey i love what you did in minneapolis i'm so encouraged uh the south asian even indians from india act a lot like white america and it breaks my heart and i'm a i'm a, i'm an upper class south asian and and the south asian community has acts the same way as mainstream white america and we have a problem so this is. What this is really doing is just like this instance has revealed America's problem. Um, this instance has revealed the church.